What's up? Welcome to the Couples Therapy Podcast, where a couple with a couple of kids are trying to move. Um, And so sometimes we can't really get around to doing this, but we're here today, so let's do one. I'm Will. And I'm Deanna. Welcome back to the podcast. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about prayer, because I think that, and I'm sure you do as well, we would be totally... um, remiss to do an entire series on religion and Christianity and spirituality and what all that means without talking about prayer. It's kind of important. Yeah. Um, so I have a question to get us started off. Oh, yeah. Right into it. Yep. Are you ready? Nope. Let's go. Somebody pray for me. Somebody pray for me. So, when you first, like, learned about prayer, or what it was, as a child, okay, what's your first association? Like, when I just say that. Uh, leaning at the side of my bed, uh, my first house on 15th Street, I guess, who knows where it actually was, you know how my memory's terrible. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, hands clasped, praying for stuff. Yeah. What do you remember praying for as a kid? Hmm. I remember praying to be obedient um, and to keep the commandments uh, and to not have asthma. Oh. What? That, Every oh. asthmatic prays to not have asthma. That's sweet. Um, yeah, like I remember distinctly, I remember praying that um, I would get to go to heaven and that uh, that my last mm. words would be forgive me so that I was sure that I'd get to go to heaven. Last words before you die? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I used to pray for college. To get to go to college? Yeah. (laughs) Like for the world not to end before then. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, Adventism is highly focused on the second coming. And so, you know, the message is Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus could come anytime, you know. Right. And so it always became this whole deal of look at all the signs or look how the world is progressing in a negative way and could be any day, you know? Yeah. So I really started to think that it would end before I was an adult. And so I wanted the experience of college because I I thought OSSM was the answer to that prayer. Yeah, (laughs) I know I thought when I got in then that uh, the world would end between the age of 16 and 18. (laughs) Excuse me. Now, this was not like an act of every day, like, well, I'm really worried about this, but it was, you know. Yeah, it was a passing thought. It was yeah. something on your mind. So, of course, I think most children's prayers Still are... Still had to go to college. <laughs> and law, and school, law school. And work for a living. And I still have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
So when when you look at that, when you look at the kinds of things we are praying for, which there's nothing wrong with 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 praying for those kinds of things, but they're very focused on what most children are focused on, which is what can God do for us, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's very focused on that. What do you think about that now? How do you mean? Well, like, you know. Praying for things? Yeah. I mean, okay. Oh, that's a tough question to answer briefly, I suppose. In a in, Well, to answer well, briefly. I have no problem with praying for things. I think that's fine. Um, I ebb and flow on how much I think uh, that matters. The words of our prayer, like what we're asking for, what we're seeking. Um, because I, I, I go back and forth and to this idea that prayer is not really about talking or asking for things, but um, simply acknowledgement. Like there's a, uh, there's a quote from Abraham Joshua Heschel, I believe his name is. And it, it actually came up the other day as a time hop thing that I'd shared before. But it, it's a, the focus of prayer is not the self. It is the momentary disregard of our personal concerns, the absence of self-centered thoughts, which constitutes the art of prayer. Feeling becomes prayer in the moment in which we forget ourselves and become aware of God. Thus, in beseeching him for bread, there is one instant, at least, in which our mind is directed neither in our hunger nor to food, but to his mercy. This instant is prayer. We start with a personal concern and live to feel the utmost. Yeah, I think I'm on that same back and forth as you, where I I do think it's okay to ask for personal needs and personal desires and because I think God wants to know what we're thinking and feeling and we can share anything with him. Yeah, but I think he does want us to lay our burdens down. Like that's yeah, that's real. That is real. It absolutely is. He wants us to get our anxieties and our thoughts and our worries out to him, you know, that he can take those from us and he can help us with those. But I also think there is such a value in exactly what he's talking about, which is centered prayer. It's meditation. And, and while you can like meditate on a word or a phrase or whatever, the actual goal is to get to just nothingness, just totally emptiness in terms of your thoughts and your feelings and even sensations and just receive, just take in God and the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's the, the general idea of centered prayer, like to be in like true, like relationship with. What does that mean? What does what mean? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have this like part of me that's like, hey, that's a lot of fun words. It sounds really cool. But what does that mean? I'm sitting there. I'm receiving God. I'm, I'm in relationship in my center of nothingness. What does that mean? 
How does one know that one has achieved nothingness? Well, I don't, I don't know that you like achieve that necessarily, but I think I'm not having, being really empty of thoughts and not having, not having a thought, right? Like not having. Well, what are you doing in that moment? Nothing? Yeah. What is, where is God? Where is the connection in the nothing? Well, so I was going to read this thing that talks about that. Oh, okay. Okay. So center, centering prayer is a receptive method of silent prayer that prepares us to receive the gift of contemplative prayer. Prayer in which we experience God's presence within us, closer than breathing, closer than thinking, closer than consciousness itself. This method of prayer is both a relationship with God and a discipline to foster that relationship. Centering prayer is not meant to replace other kinds of prayer. Rather, it adds depth of meaning to all prayer and facilitates the movement from more active modes of prayer, verbal, mental, or effective prayer, into a receptive prayer of resting in God. Centering prayer emphasizes prayer as a personal relationship with God and as a movement beyond conversation with Christ to communion with Christ. Does that answer your question or does that just sound like more fancy words? <laughs> it's more fancy words. Okay. So, I mean, to me, that I like that in- image of resting. Mm-hmm. Resting in God. And that idea of resting to me is about receiving. So that's when you can really hear God and what he might want to reveal to you, what he might want to say to you. Um, I mean, I think that probably some people think it's crazy that you think that you could, or that I think that you could hear God. I mean, sometimes I think we feel him in our intuition and certainly I think he can speak to our intuition during that kind of a practice, during that kind of a meditative practice. But I actually also think he can actually talk to us. Is that crazy? Um, I don't think it's crazy, obviously. Um, there are tons of people that have that experience. There are tons of people that never do. Right. Um, and there are uh, fancy neuroscientific explanations for that. Yeah, of course. Um, and then there is also the mystical voice of God explanation of that. You know, there's a lot of different reasons people experience hearing the voice of God. I don't, I don't know that that's something that you would necessarily always develop through some sort of practice though. No, I was just saying it could happen then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That he, that there's a chance for him to break through, whether it's in actual words or in your intuition or your sense of something, there's a chance for him to break through. Uh, it's also important to know the difference between you thinking and hearing the voice of God. Because uh, a lot of people say God told them to do stuff <laughs> that uh, perhaps he did not. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard one for me. Like, I totally agree. I mean, I hear the things that people say that God told them to do, and I'm just like, 
I really doubt that because it's really, it's something either just like really hateful or awful or. It's trippy as a person that has experienced that though, right? That has experienced God speaking to me. To then question someone else's similar experience. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like. It's awkward. Yeah. Cause I, I really do believe that I have, I have heard God speak to me, but it's, uh, I'm not saying right or wrong, but like for me, it's been a rare occurrence. Well, yeah, I would hope so. But for a lot of people, it's like a, they say it's a, like a daily occurrence. You ain't got to yeah. And it's hard for me not to question that. I'm just being honest. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not true for some people. I, I have no idea. It's just, again, some of the things people do that they say that God told them to do, like that, it, I don't know. I question it just because it doesn't make sense to me, um, which it doesn't have to make sense. God can do whatever he wants. But um, if there is truly no merit system here in the sense of, you know, grace and salvation, then like, why would he talk to someone just constantly and to an equally committed Christian um and loving human that is completely devoted and never hears a voice at all. And it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, check this out. What's what's the voice of God sound like? I mean again, you hear it in your own head. So right, but what's that sound like? Does it sound like somebody else? Does it sound foreign to you? Like you know, it what didn't I mean? have a sound. That's interesting. But that's my point. Like it's it's very difficult to differentiate that from thought. Oh sure. Because if it sounded like someone else's voice, it would scare you. You know, like that's yeah. And it's just I don't know. There's some discernment that should be used. I believe. For sure, there should be some discernment. If you there. end up on TV, he probably wasn't talking to you. Amen. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's probably accurate. That's that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. I uh, I mean, I don't know what made me go off on that tangent, but I was just I was me, just thinking I derailed about that. you. I derailed you. I'm sorry. Oh no, I like that tangent. Like that was, was fine. I was just I don't know what happened. But if we think about that. Uh, evolution of prayer from like asking for things to it being more of like a centered practice or or both or whatever I you know I think that we've both been on a a journey of prayer and what that looks like in our lives I tried the centered prayer thing it wasn't for me yeah uh I, I don't it wasn't for me but I'm one of those people that really lashed on to that Bible verse about praying in, quiet, in secret or like praying um, in the closet or however it's worded. It's personal. Um, not how you do it. I mean, whatever. I'll talk about it. It's just I don't like, you're not going to catch me like verbally praying over my meal in a restaurant. Like not because I'm ashamed to pray over my meal. It's just why make you feel awkward about something? Like, if you didn't pray for your meal, are you going to feel weird? Because I am now. Are you going to wonder, oh, is that dude praying so loud? 
because he wants us to know he prays about his like you know it gets very showy to sure, me to yeah. me yeah that's your interpretation of it not of other people I'm saying like if I were if I'm doing yes. it out loud um, I felt pressured too like you know like <laughs> just is what it is but I you know I I'm a keep it to myself kind of person but I also you know will drive in the car and verbally out loud pray like all the way to work. And not like pray like dear heavenly father. Uh, please no, like just watch have a conversation. Me, like just have a conversation. Like I'm talking to a therapist. <laughs> you know, those are the best to me. Those are the best prayers. Is just conversations. Like again, no, not not that he necessarily speaks back. They're it's not talking back. Venting. But yeah, it's like like you said, like a therapist. And I don't know where that's going. I don't know. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter. It's just stream of conscious. It's just letting it all out. No, I mean the prayers. <laughs> I don't know where those are going. I don't know if those get shifted in the Will's rambling again file. Get to those later. <laughs> From by God. Yeah, he can't listen to them all. It's ridiculous. It's true. That's Busy. so silly. <laughs> We're not limiting God. Just to throw that caveat in there. That was a joke. Man, this is our podcast. We don't have to caveat ourselves. No, that's true. Ain't nobody praying for me. Ain't nobody praying. But so okay, on in that vein of private versus public, how do you feel about um, prayer meeting? Like the everyone gets to pray. Like we're here as long as this goes. Not for like an emergency or anything. Just as a. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. I've never been to one. Really? Never. Is that a thing a lot of people don't do? To I, mean, I, I, I haven't been to one in a long I've been to prayer meeting. I mean, prayer meeting is usually just another word for Wednesday service. But sometimes it was like, you know, everyone got in a room and literally in a circle, everyone prayed whatever you wanted to for as long as you wanted to. Yeah, I've been to, I've had certainly experiences, tons of experiences with. Uh, group prayer mm. where people went around a circle and said, you know, what they wanted to pray for or whatever. But like, it was like 10 minutes max, like the whole thing. The prayer or the talking and the prayer? Both. Oh. It was like people went around the circle real fast and like, that was it. Yeah. I've gone deep. Gone, no. Gone real deep. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't have a problem with them. I just it's hard for me to keep my attention there, and then I feel like I'm taking away from it. I'm not doing anything. You're just standing there with your eyes closed, whatever. But it's like, um, if I if I keep getting distracted, am I like breaking the chain of? Uh, <laughs> you know? You're right. <laughs> you know. But I mean, I think that's fine. But I think that's almost more. And I, this might sound a little blasphemous, but I feel like that's almost more like group therapy than it is really about the prayer. Like people are each sharing what's going on with them to a room full of people who are going to show them kindness and empathy. I think that's true if people take prayer requests and like one person prays. Okay. I don't think that's true when you get in a circle and everybody just starts praying one after another. 
Because you're not getting a chance to really be supportive. Because you're standing there being reverent. Oh, that's true. You know. So kind of what's the idea? And then you're kind of tripping because you're like, oh, crap. The person next to me is praying, which means I'm next. Oh, I would feel so anxious the whole time. I can't, like, go too long. So people are getting hungry. I can't uh, go too short because then I seem like I'm ungrateful. <laughs> Children shouldn't be in these situations. That's what I'm saying. Agreed. But I just, I, yeah. I mean, again, I think that might be really useful for some people. Um, no, it's great. People. Sure. It's, I've witnessed lovely times during it. And it's wonderful. I just, it is not my thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that concept of, you know, like where two or more are gathered in his name. And so there's this mm-hmm. sense of connection and connection to, you know, inviting the Holy spirit in the room and all of that can I'm sure be very moving and, and powerful, but I don't, I don't know that it would be for me because I think I'd get too self-conscious. Like you said. Now I do like that better. And this kind of ties into what you just said, the two or more gathered. I, I like that better than liturgies and that's probably weird, but I do not like liturgies and I don't understand them and they make me upset. You do not like them. I don't. I I've, I don't like. I don't like liturgies. I don't like like prepped prayers. I want to. Like I wish yeah. it was, but I. I think there's a lot of people that love like their prayer books that have just like, you know, prayers that they can just recite. Mm-hmm. It helps them feel like connected to this like ritual and this um, sense of like, collectiveness. Well, it takes away any anxiety over what do I say. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. But then I just, I feel like I'm not doing something because it's someone else's words. It feels a little too formal. Is that what it is for you? Uh, in in a group setting, yeah. It's like, I'm going to read this part. You guys read the part in bold. Right. Um, I like that, cause, but that's what I grew up with. So that just feels like... Um, the liturgy feels that, and that's very formal. Like that's super formal. Yeah, it just it feels ritualistic to me. It feels like a like a ritual that I'm used to. I think that's probably true for most people in whatever church you grew up in, whatever the ritual is. Yeah, and can I feel hate, comfortable. I hate because I I hate that it's it's value judgments. I'm not really trying to do that. I just I'm just you're talking about what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But like. I don't I don't get much out of that. I I mean I don't necessarily feel anything like spiritually or feel spiritually connected through that. But I mean that's the point, is it not? Uh, sure. I'm just but saying the thing that's taking you out of it is that it's formal and it's ritualistic. Yeah. I'm 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 not arguing with you. I'm just saying I I like it. That's an instant catch twenty two. It's it's this is this makes me feel warm and snuggly because I'm used to it, but it doesn't make me feel what it's intended to make me feel. Yeah, I think it does for some people. Of course it does. Yeah, I'm just, I was being, just I'm talking just, about what it sounded like you just said. I'm being honest though. For me, I'm just, I'm out of it because I feel like we're singing a song. There's no music. Oh, yeah, I could see that. You know, like if we're going to be that formal, let's put a tune to this. And let's. But I will also say like big, long prayers, like 
Like intercessory prayer at Black Church? Yes. <laughs> your knees will go out on you. Yes. Your knees will go out on you. And I I I, I I'm gone after about Well see that's very a minute. those are very formal too. Like that those will take you out because of the formality in that. They're not pre prepared, but there's a lot of addressing uh, God in his various names. Right. Um, and that can get extensive. I'm used to that, but it after a while I'm like, okay. But then that kind of the liturgy, those formal addressings over and over and over again, isn't that kind of liturgy? It's ritual at least. I don't know why people do that. It's not required. It's just Oh no, of course not. It's cultural. It's not cult it's only that but it's that prayer. It's that part of the service people do it. I get it. Again, again, isn't that in and of itself? Liturgy. I suppose. In the sense that it's communal, sure. Because what you're supposed to be doing, I believe, is silently praying your own prayer while that person's going on. Uh-huh. I can't do that. It's too much going on at once. It's it's tough. It's tough to do. Um, I can, because I can tune stuff out, multitask, fine. But my prayers are a lot shorter than theirs, so I'm done. Right. You know. And then you try to get back into where they're at. Um, I don't know. It all just feels very showy. It kind of does, right? Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, just. That's actually what I was about to say was it's like the white girl prayer. The white girl prayer? Oh, yeah. Jen Hatmaker talks about this. I don't know what the white girl prayer is. Is... Jesus, I just, I just, and you just keep, they, they just keep saying just over again. I just want to just thank you. And I just want to just, you know, and we, mm. why, why, why just, <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it's, um, it's cultural, but it also feels kind of showy. It's, it's, uh, they use just as like this, um, modesty and humility modifier. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I've totally it's like done I really, it. I really, really mean this. Yeah. I see. Um, but it's it's hard for it to feel authentic when I hear it. Um, it's hard to feel like anyone's being authentic in public prayer like that. Amen. Because there's such a pressure to it. Yeah, it feels like a performance. I don't know. If, I mean, it, I'm it, not saying it is. I'm saying that at times it feels like one. But if the purpose of prayer is to connect in relationship and I personally don't feel connected through that type of prayer, then it's just not for me. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, but that's fine. I'm not saying people should stop doing any of those things. You should do all of them. Um, just if it's not your thing, sit there and be quiet. <laughs> like, <you> know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody pray for me. Somebody please pray for me. So I have this concept that I'm playing around with about, um, so you know there's this concept of the Santa Claus God, right? Yeah, we talked about him last time. Sure. So... We should Santa probably Cla- define that. That's what I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> the Santa Claus God is... So if you think about the song, like, you know, he knows if 
you've been sleeping. He knows if you're awake. He knows if you've been <laughs> bad or good. So be good for good sake so that that kind of concept of that god's up there like watching your every move and like making sure you're being good and versus bad and that if you're being good he's going to reward your good and you're going to get blessings Mm -hmm. and i don't think i was ever necessarily taught that in fact i almost feel like i was not taught that but i feel like it seeps in through culture and possibly other denominations and things like that uh, a prosperity gospel more than anything, probably. Right? Well, that and the Deuteronomic influence uh, in the Old Testament, but we'll get to that some other time. But the real interesting thing about prosperity gospel is it's like that, but it leaves off the if you're bad part. It's just a... Like, you know, it, it takes the boogeyman off, and it's just if you do if you do this, and if you pray, and if you do this, you'll be blessed and have money. Right. So it's the... It's like the heaven and hell thing minus the hell. So, I mean, of course it works. <laughs> I'm sorry, Smokey. You know? Yeah. Sorry, that sounded real weird. I'm just saying, like, if you're like, no, you heard me right. That's what I meant. Yeah. But, um, like, for me, I just feel like all that does is say if bad things happen to you, then it's you get your fault. You just weren't praying hard enough or you just weren't whatever enough. That's the other side of the coin. And so you can't have one without the other though. Mm-mm. And the other one really hurts people. Yeah. Well, they, they both do. Yeah. I mean, telling people they're earning their blessings is injurious because at some point in time, they're going to continue that activity that was earning them blessings before. They won't get blessed, whatever that looks like. And then their whole faith gets ripped up from under them. Like painting it in that way won't work. And then people won't know what to do, whether it fails on the up end or the, the low end. Yeah. Seen a lot of pain since I was a child, so that to me then brings up this question of what's the point of prayer? Because if we've been taught prayer is about getting your blessing. Prayer is about do and say all the right things, you know, and talk to God about it so that you can like get your blessing. Well, I mean, one, I think it's important to notice that we define blessing as like a financial blessing or a tangible blessing, not necessarily just like a spiritual blessing. But the other point is also that like, what, what is the, what's the point of prayer if it's not that? Well, again, not against asking for stuff. Um, but it's like, in my opinion, it's like that quote I mentioned earlier. It's the moment you acknowledge that there is God. Like, yes, you're about to ask him for something because we're selfish. But at least in that moment, you stop for a second and acknowledge there is God. And I think he'll take that. Even if it comes with uh, crazy car ramblings, the weirdest requests or the most sincere requests for the relief of insane suffering. <laughs> 
you know, I think he takes them all very seriously. You know, I'm not one of the people that thinks that there's always going to be a good answer to these prayers. I think that the Bible teaches that God, in fact, struggles with us and meets us in our suffering and doesn't necessarily always take it away. And in certain ways, that's much more beautiful to me. I don't want a magician to take everything away. I want a friend to be there with me. And that's what I think we have. So ask for what you want. Ask for what you need. Sure, no one's stopping you from that. I just think there's more to the purpose of prayer. Um, it's that we take the time to reflect on the fact that we're here because something wanted us here. And I, th I think that's the point of prayer, too actually believe in God for a couple seconds with no pretense and no one else looking around no requirements no rewards just something real that's interesting I like that just acknowledging him yeah and thus like just when we acknowledge someone we are just like in connection with them for just even a brief moment right yeah receiving like you said earlier you know it's like the, like the Lord's Prayer when Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray. He started off with a personal connection to God by calling him basically Papa, Daddy. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, you're not, even, even though it is God, and you're about to say about his kingdom and all of that, it's Daddy. It's not um, sovereign ruler whom I'm afraid of or trying to please, it's pops, you know. We take that stance and thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like you're essentially saying, help me act in your will to make this world what you want from it. Like it's not, you're not seeking a future blessing. You're not even necessarily thinking for a past one. It's, Help me be what I am to be today so that all of this can be a blessing to everyone else. I think that's what Thanksgiving is too. It's, it's not actually thinking back on all the blessings you've gotten over the past year and oh look where we're at our financial status or thank god we're not where we used to be or whatever it's it's actually realizing that everything is a gift and that there really is no higher or lower and that it's all just this big blessing uh, to be here and alive and breathing at all and that, that those moments where we stop taking everything for granted are prayer. Because those are the moments we're truly grateful and in belief of something more powerful than us. And we can pray for lots of other things, but I think the real essence, like you said, is right there. Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the essence. And that's, that practicing gratitude is incredibly profound so whether you do it really verbosely or long or short or centered or wherever uh, just keep doing it 
And thanks for joining us tonight as we uh, talk, about, talk about prayer. And uh, feel free to reach out to us. Again, you can uh, email us anonymously on our website, CouplesTherapod.com. Or you can leave your name if you ain't scared. <laughs> Bye.